0: I okay, it's of so he's talking about the great, about the great Einig Ruchni, the, the spiritual pleasure and delight that a, that a person has, that little bit of, of Ganayden that a person is able to discover within himself when he learns baimic, when he learns in great depth. And when the learning comes with difficulty and he is working hard, over understanding something in Torah, that is a simon, and, and the onigdi and the subsequent onigdi delight that he has in pleasure that's a simon that's a simon that he's having a talag of gan Eden, that he's having a, a bit of gan Eden. But if the person's pleasure is finishing something quickly, just understanding it on the simplest level so that's a simon that person's tonic is not that that person's delight is not in the canadian itself and the Rukhni's and the terror itself but that the person is simply um, is simply doing things in a way without motivation <coughs> And that type of learning can't really give the person such simcha. A simcha that comes from from Gan Eden. Who doesn't realize, who doesn't understand that every single Indian in Torah is, is very, very deep. And the more you, the harder you work over something, the deeper you go. The more likely it is that you're going to discover the Amachamelech, Malchushal Island, Which is a play on the uh, the HaMelech, which is a place. But HaMelech means that to reach the Malchushal Olam, to reach the king of the universe, to reach Hashemizbarh, that's something that happens only when your person goes to that place of Eimek, of depth. Umihu Aisha and who is the Jewish person who doesn't tremble with his entire body when he goes to greet the Infinite One and to serve Hashem with all of his strength? That's what's happening when you're learning Torah. But your mind is being attached to Hashem's thoughts, to Hashem's mind. Certainly he says, he's talking to the Yeshiva bacha. Anybody who hasn't really learned in this way, it's hard to understand what the Rebbe's talking about. But he says that certainly there are times that after you learned a certain Chiddush, a good Chiddush, something, something very, very, uh, something very novel, very new, very special. a HaKidosh. And you were mispoiled from it. You were very excited. You were taken aback. There's a certain type of a holy envy that you have for all the Tanoim and Amaroim, the sages of the Gemara and all the Goynim and Lamer saying, You think to yourself, when you read something, you learn a piece from, from time brisker. You learn something, in the, you learn in a piece of the Adonais, you learn Rebbe Kiefer Eger, you, you realize how, how unbelievable Taismus is, how, how much is contained in one tiny little word of Rashi, in one sentence. So there's a certain thought that could fill your mind, which is, they're also, they're also human beings. They're also, they're also were born of human mothers. And even though they're human, just like I'm human, they were able to reveal so much, so much of Teres Hashem in this world. And it's called basis. Yisrael hey, and they're able to to bring light and to illuminate the lives of the entire Jewish people. And like Chazal tell us that in the in the yeshiva shemala, in the yeshiva above, the halach is quoted in the name of this tzaddik in the name of that tzaddik. Vaneen the and the person thinks to himself, the Yeshiva Bakr, I'm a little ant, a bug. Ma What place do I have? What worth do I have amongst these great lions of Hashem's chariot? If you have this little tinge of jealousy it would be foolish. Why are you stopping with that? Why are you satisfied with that? And why don't you try to follow in their path? Look, you look at these tzaddik and we don't even understand the greatness of their souls. And nevertheless, and how much work, how much great effort they put into everything that they did. They distanced themselves from the entire world and they gave themselves over completely to learning Torah. Can you imagine when we read about the Vilna Gain? and the Yigiyas had Torah, the, the unbelievable effort that the Vilna Gain put into his learning. Could you imagine if any one of us had like one millionth of the Vilna Gaon Seichel? You'd be able to, you'd be able to lean back to, you, you, you wouldn't have to learn anything after you'd be seven years old and you'd be the God of and there would be nobody that, would, that could come close to you. You'd have it made. There's nobody at any, like at any chasm that could sit down and talk to you, learning that you wouldn't be able to blow away. Or you know, like uh, to say some sort of a chidish, or to write a sefer. <clears throat> and when the Yigiyas at Torah, the Vilna gone. I once mentioned, I remember that I was by Moshe's apartment many years ago. People used to have the schools to take turns to help with the mincha when he was ready, the to go to shul. And I was by his apartment and to, and to watch the Yigiyas at Torah between aliyahs. It was a Monday or Thursday, and between aliyahs, Moshe sat there with little with little Mishnayas. And he was going over Mishnayas, which he knew by heart, he knew Mishnayas by heart when he was a little boy. And to learn over Mishnais, the Igiyya Satar, because any one of us would have said, I already know this. When you want a Chazur Gemara. because when it comes to just reviewing the Gemur that you learned, there's this feeling inside it that says, nah, I know this, a piece of cake. I already know this. This isn't hard. I don't have to review it. But I had to review. And the only gone went over. And the Igiyya the Igiyya Satar, it's now if a person sitting in front of the Gemara, and he's trying to understand the Gemara after, after 30 seconds, if he doesn't understand it, so he'll take out, you know, all of his kelims, kelims, shayinim, whatever he has, you know, he'll take out a pile of different things, dictionaries, and and the art scrolls, and the steinzaltzes, and all the, and then all the different, if you're more yeshivish, then you take out, you know, if you have more of a background, then you take out all of the, like, piles of Achroinim to to give some sort of a thing, to say some sort of a hesbra, which which the, the tzaddik, that's not how they became great. They became great by by working hard, by working, working, working over every single piece of Torah. So when Rav was learning, it was with such intensity that his, when it, that he was squeezing so hard that his fingers were bleeding, and he didn't really, he didn't even realize it. We heard from the students of the Arizal that even when he was learning, not when he was learning Kabbalah, when he was learning Niglun, when he was learning Gemara, when he was learning Shas and Poskin, okay. that his learning was with such intensity that they said he was. Perspiring was dripping and flowing with perspiration from the yageya that he put into a piece of of, of Gomur. there come, and you know that you that you're just like a little ant compared to them. And you don't feel like you have to you don't feel like putting in much effort into learning. You don't feel like putting in that effort. Here these people have such intellects, have such minds, and they knew so much. Every piece of learning, whatever they were learning, was such yigiyya, was such a un- tremendous effort. So you read a million stories about the, about these Sadiqan And and instead of learning from the stories, that the ikr of life is to be a, a, a person who is miyageyya's asma, who works hard, and is a masmid and puts in all of his kaisas. Instead, everybody walks around saying, "Wow, that's unbelievable!" He learned so, he knew so much. It's great. And everybody thinks that, like the Vilna Gaon or these siddiqim, that they learned that they learned when they were young. They memorized everything. The rest of their lives, they were just like you know, greeting people, and giving brachas. That's not true. Every single thing was with, was with tremendous, tremendous yigiyah. <speaking in Hebrew> you don't want to work hard, and and every single thing in learning. Is, is very heavy for you. It, it's too heavy. It's a burden. And you always see it as being something, you know, a person sits and he thinks about opening up the safe. Or he thinks about opening the Gemara, and it's very hard and it's very difficult. The Rebbe says, don't ever give up. Don't think that it's too hard for you. Sometimes you come to an Indian in learning, where even the simple pshat is so hard. We're Now we're going to be beginning Sefer Vayikra. And when it comes to Sefer Vayikra, most of us our entire lives never really try to make it through the state of the Karbanas and to figure out what is brought and when. We're going to learn Vayikra. So how he said when it comes to when it comes to sefer V'yikra, So people all of a sudden start to learn different svarim because sefer V'yikra is like uh, forget it, forget it. I, I can't follow the uh, the recipe over here. All these different things and the ingredients and who and what and where. The person doesn't even try, even though there are so many wonderful things that used to be that all you had was a the chumash. There's so many wonderful things with summaries and explanations and charts and a person could sit down and do it. And if you were having a final, if you were having a final, or if it was for your, it was for your CPA, or for your law boards, or for your med boards, you would for sure know that material. Without a Suffolk, you would know the material. But when you open up the Torah, Hashem, you look at, you look inside this and see what is this stuff? What is all these different things. What's going on over here? And you, and you miss the Aish, It's too hard for me. I'll wait till we get to, you know, kedushin or something. The haftarah kamaycha. That's like but uh, <clears throat> we'll skip all this stuff, you know, all the frankincense and the rest of the things that are going on over here. <laughs> we'll, we'll skip all that. That's already that's already from before. Already in, in the Kisisa and the and right? the the lights go out. The lights pretty much go out, you know, after bishalach, because when it comes to when uh, to Yisrael after Yisrael, because when it comes to mishpatim. After Yisro b'Shaloch, and it comes to those. After the Parashiyos, and it comes to Mishpatim. So the ready starts with, uh, oh boy, all the Zikin, and all these hard things. So there are some people try a little bit, you know, uh, a couple of interesting things. But after that, when it gets to when it gets to the Mishkan, when it gets to the Mishkan and it has the beams and the boards and the and all these different and the sockets and how many sockets and what's going on. So I remember when we were kids, they made us memorize. We to memorize the thing with the Mishkan. Ever since then, there's like, uh, you know, if there was anything that could be done to guarantee, that no, to guarantee that nobody would ever want to look at those parishes is what they did to us in school. <laughs> I mean, that was a guarantee that we were finished with those parishes right? To memorize everything. But we're adults, and we can sit down, with the, to sit down with the Chumash, and to try to understand and to be and to be Gaya, not to give up hope. But you know, a person comes, especially it's a Friday night; he's not in that mode. He's in the relaxed mode. He's got himself his uh, his and his drink, whatever it is that he that, you know that he relaxes with. And you know he opens with the and he, It's like you know he he's like, it's all set. And he's you know here it is and it's quiet and the kids are in bed and you know it's nice. And it's Friday night. and and heard all these shiurim and drashas about Friday night. And, okay, here we go. He takes out his fav- favorite chumish. Beautiful every, leather rounds, everything beautiful. <laughs> With his name on it. With his name on it. Everything's beautiful. <clears throat> He's all set. He opens up and goes. Hey, look, look, who and he goes, so you look at a little bit the puzzle, you want to see if there's a story or something. There's no story over here. You look a little bit, then you try to look ahead. Oh uh, boy, See all that stuff. See all these different things, all the numbers and all the calculations. <clears throat> so, what am I an accountant? Mesh Rabbein, I trust him 100%. I trust Mesh Rabbein, even though it says in Chazal that they didn't trust Mesh Rabbein with the accounts, right? Does so Chazal say? So, Mesh Rabbein is an Ishnam and a Chalveisi If the Vosh don't trust them, I shouldn't trust them. Let's go on to something else, right? And then you see the couch over there, and you have and you have the, the best-selling newspaper in the whole Anglo-Saxon world. <laughs> and you look over there and you think, well, now you can get the newspaper from the five towns. <clears throat> and uh, We have there's more shplusim and more and you could and you could. Uh, it's, it's much more. It's much more. Uh, it's much easier. What's what's over there? What's there by the couch is much easier than what's on the table. It's hard. And the person doesn't want to be a gay miyageyat. And then he thinks, doesn't Hashem wants me to have an Eynik Shabbos? I only want to do what Hashem says. For me to try to figure this is not an Eynik. This is not going to be an Eynik Shabbos. And, and, and we go like this. And, and and we start to turn gray. And the years go by. And uh, then the Pashat and Chumash. With the Karbonus and the Mishkan. And how does it work and what's it about and so on. Simple Pashat and Chumash. What are we going to say that we didn't even learn Chumash? And you say, and then when say what, it was very hard uh, is gonna is gonna uh, call us each he's gonna call us over and show us all Art scroll and Feldheim and <laughs> and all these different things. I, I don't know, there's a lot of stuff out there. You know, I didn't have the background. And they're gonna show you all these Balichuva, some who grew up never never saw a Yiddish, never saw Jewish word till he was thirty. Went through all the parishes, got a million papers where he wrote down all the things in the Miskan, all the things all the carbonas. Yes, papers, Looked them over, read them over, twice. to understand. See, when you read the stories of what well, you should be most inspired, everybody's inspired, of course, Things, but what's most inspiring to me is not how much they knew. There are people who are geniuses. Listen, they're not the Adinezer. See, you read the Adinezer, you know that uh, the night of Israel Mitzvah, he made a see and so on. And he, Okay, so if we're not Avni we're Neiz. Not, we're, we're going to be upset that we don't have the seichel. We don't have the head of Rav Menachem Zemba of an Avni of Rav B'chaim. Okay, that's not that's not our union. Know, the, the the person has such a seichel a looky, the, the, But When you read about the Igiers of those and how they learn, how they, how hard they worked at learning. That's that, that's the most inspiring thing. But it's natural that we we always get, we always like we're most inspired when we hear about like the rubbish of how much he knew and how much these people knew. That, that's that's something which is beyond their understanding. But that they sat and that they sat, they put all their koyches and they were doing day and night. they have the same ability to do that. That that was a supernatural ability that they had. Their minds were supernatural, but their motivation was human. They had human motivation. And they had to motivate themselves like us. And they did. And people, people did that. And we see that even on, on certain Eden, you see that they're simple Jews and that they're not, that they don't have, that they, they don't have those kind of, uh... I remember when I was, when, when we were in high school, there was a guy, that he was, he always asked the Rebbe, like, you know, he asked the Rebbe like a thousand questions. But it wasn't to get the Rebbe. Cause you have in every, in every have a guy like that, that, you know, like stump the Rebbe, that's like his tachos in life that's the I'm about. but about I'm talking about this guy that he sat all the time like writing everything down and he had papers and, and he like he couldn't go on without without like, he wouldn't go on and and uh, and he just kept on kept out it kept out, kept out I tell you, he's a big Talmud Chacham nowadays big Talmud big Talmud the guy used to make fun that he has, he's shrug he doesn't have a good head and he's asking he didn't he, he just didn't let go and he's a big Thomakhafram because that's how he learns. He learns with with the Yajiya Satur. With the Yagiya Satar. So he says, <laughs> So even when you come to an Indian which even a simple Pshat is hard, like like the Parasha, like like the Kudai you go, where even the Pshat is hard, and just a simple Pshat is difficult don't give up hope inside of you and don't say this is beyond my understanding I can't get this I can't understand this because when you open the Sefer you open the Parashita you open the Gemara with that attitude that will weaken your soul and your mind will will, will, will let go and will become weak La and it won't work, your mind won't work. So what should your mindset be when you open a difficult thing where even the pshat is difficult? Rakhashaiv, this is what you should think. inyan Khamahu. Yeah, it's a hard Inyan. Gambi Ruach You hear that? When do we ever think like that? Gambi Ruach I am, all, all, within me, not just within Rabbi Akiva, not just Rabbi Eichanan, not just Abayan Rava, and Achsam Sayakh the Eger, but within me, I'm not a regular human being. I'm not a, I'm not just somebody, I'm not just somebody that's studying for his boards. I have Ruach Vedasal Akim. I have a Neshama. I have a Yiddish Neshama. The abilities, my ability is not constrained by the normal, Constraints of the intellect that would be when a person has to take some secular test. I have a have a Ruch And therefore it's possible, it's possible as Chazaik Vuhulay Beza Shemizbah. That by pouring my Kaychus into this, and if necessary, like we see by the tzaddikim davening, by davening, Vuhulay Beza when the bedichu came to the chassam and he met the chassam soifer. Bedichu, you know, the bedichu had a, 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 a mamish a seichel, a sharp, sharp head. The soifer, the chassam soifer, was, was the God hadar, and and he didn't know who the bedichu was. Like this, the bedichu came there as a stranger, and the and the chassam soifer, the chassam soifer. Was in a certain Gemara, I was in a certain Taizviz. Chsam Saif was in a Taizviz. You know, we would have been satisfied instead, of course, with the shot already at nine o'clock in the morning. That's fine, it's good enough for me. Chsam Saif was upset about it. It wasn't gone. You know, because he, he didn't, he, he had a Kasha in the Taizviz. And, and the Vedichba came to, came there to meet Chsam Saif. didn't know he was, and he said, sit down. And he says to you, and Chasam Saif says to B'dit are you a bentire? Do you learn? So B'dit says, I, I, I try, a little bit. You know." So Chasam Saif says, I'm learning a taisis now, I have a kash in taisis. So the Sheva says, what's the kash? And Saif tells him, a kash must have been the most ever kash there ever was in taisis. Chasam Saif says "I'm a kash in taisis. So B'dit gets up, Kedaka, Chasam Saif sort of thought he was crazy. Gets up, to walk around the room, closing his eyes. You know, never said anything like this. You know, he comes back down after a little while, and he's standing in the corner, shaking, and he comes back. After a minute, a couple of minutes, and he says to sort of Shamsa, and he says over oh, the Shamsa, Shamsa sort of never, never heard anything in his life like that. And he asked the Vedicva, he asked the Vedicva, how how'd you do that? And the visitors said, I davened that the, that the Tana should explain it to me. Uh, that the Baltasis said it. The Balthasar, I davened that the Baltasis. and the Balthasar was niggler. The Balthasus explained to me what he was talking about. Because there was no other way to get the Tanas without talking to the Balthasar himself. So I davened, and the Balthasar told me the Peshat, what he was thinking. So this is the Peshat. <laughs> Why? Well, the Chassam said was Machab. He brought him out of He put him out of suddah. Now this is myser the Chassam Sofer and the Bedichva. Why? The Bedichva, the Bedichva used first. Of course, he tried with his seichel. The Chassam Sofer had the seichel of the generation, and the Bedichva tried with the seichel and didn't go. But the Bedichva was so poshut to him that he has what gam di ruach v'dasal ukim. Ruach v'dasal ukim. That grasping Torah is not something which is just up to what you understand intellectually. But there's something else going on when you're learning Torah. There's something else, and if you want to badly enough, you'll have, I see an opening of the mind and of the heart that you don't get when it comes to learning, when it when it comes to studying for the boards. You didn't get that. You didn't get that. And you don't. And you don't have that. The guy from Albany came from his megillah to at the end of today. Most people didn't even go that far, they just tried to see the guy next to them. <laughs> but you certainly didn't have, you certainly didn't have somebody like, you know, on the test, from the, like, you know, the guy that wrote the test to come to whisper to you. See. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't, it didn't work like that. As much as you daven, it didn't happen. <sighs> Unless maybe you dab and you daven, and you cried that my my parents spent so much money you give out they're going to be so broken if I flunk. And they're such nice people and they work so hard I don't want to disappoint my parents. You know, maybe I'll keep it a vein. Maybe, you know, you'll be zayichet that you'll hear the answer somehow. You'll have a boss call. But uh, it doesn't really work that way. It doesn't work that way. When it comes to Tarith Hashem, Gandhi, Ruach, How many of us, you know, when you... How many of us have a to understand the so When you're learning something, when you're trying to understand something, he said, help me understand this, help me, help me understand this. And not because I want to impress my harusa, and not because I'm having a test or my rabbi is asking me a question and I gotta come up with an answer. I'm just alone in my room. Nobody in the world is ever going to know whether I know this or I don't know this. Nobody's ever going to know. I just want to understand Hashem's power. And help me. Maybe maybe we should try that. And and you know something? You'll see. That, you'll see that at the end this, we might not recognize the taisis like the Baditshira did, but that's what it is. Rashi himself will tell you the Pshat. The tana will tell you the Psha. The tzaddik will tell you the tzaddik. Hashem's baruch will allow him to be megalot to you because you want it badly. Hashem's baruch will tell, you're learning learning a piece of Kiddusha's Levi and it's hard for you to understand, and you daven and you try first, you try and you daven and you should be able to understand. So the b'anishim will tell Reb "It's what God help him out a little bit. And we'll never know that it was Reb Leib but it's just a little bit he whispered to you. He says, the karma goes here. (laughs) That's all. Oh, and you learn it, and you, and you, you do it again for the 15th time. You learn over the piece, and then you say, "Oh, maybe this is how it is." Oh, and you have Marmish and his gallus, that you understand the piece of time, because it's not something which is b'derech hatava, but you have to want. That's why <clears throat> the kids the Igia, to learn from all the the Igia, that how much they've wanted, how much they've wanted to learn. And it's not only when you're learning a chumash or but when you're learning the Whatever it is you're learning some sefer, When you're coming, when you sit down to learn the sefer, This is how. This is what you should think. That a Malik of Hashem is sticking his head out from Shemaim this what I was just telling you. And in Hashem's name, he's talking to you. The malach starts to talk to you. This is where Ma'ilah. That doesn't mean that you just open up the safe and you sit there and you wait for something. It means that that's how you enter into the safe. With tefillah and with and with a rotten to learn. And if you put your kaychus into it, then the malach, then the malach will take to help you or whatever will be they'll be sent to a will be sent to help you. term Because it's Sadiq who wrote the safety. But Sadiq who wrote the safeguard. This Sadik, what was he before he was sent into the world? And where is he holding after he left the world? Maloch shalak shalakashem is called varvash Hashem. Wasn't he a Malach that was sent into this world? A Malach that was sent, a Malach HaShlech that was sent into the world what to reveal Hashem's Torah. And when and when the kedushas Slevi, when the Bidusha was finished talking in this world, when he finished and he left this world and he was done with what he had to say in this world, He returned to Shemaim. He went back to Shemaim this to me when I learned when I first learned Talmidim, when I was a Bacher I remember that this this section to me was gave me the biggest i mean there are many many more emotion packed pieces in the in the Talmidim. but to me as a yeshiva Bacher I found this to give me the most unbelievable history and it still does. He says, and if you make if you if you make every effort possible and you make your ears like a kli, like a vessel to receive like a like a like a, like a, a container to listen with all of your kichis, and you go over the peace in the safer and you try to mediate in every single letter, and you go over the piece. It's Hamudu Shamaim. It's still being taught to you from Shamaim. It's still being taught in Shamaim and it's being taught to you from Hashemaim. Wouldn't don't you want to be a Talmud of the Kedushas Levi? And when you learn Yichomis, you're a Talmud of Ma'ishu Rabbeinu. And when you're learning something in the Gemara from Tanoim you become, for that moment, you're a Talmud and you ha- you're a student, and that and, and you can connect to that Malach Menasheim, that Sadiq, that Neshama that can lean over to you from the highest world and help you out of the shop. Gemara Baruches. He says, take a look at the Gemara Brachos. the Gemara says, Kol Whoever Whoever has for himself a Mokim Kavur, a set fixed place in Shul, in this matter in Shul, Eloke Avram be Ezra. The God of Avram Avinu is going to help you. <laughs> when this person dies, they say about him, <speaking in Hebrew> Welcome him, welcome him. To He's one of the Talmidim of Avram Avinu. This person who has what? Who has a fixed place in Shul in this Medrash, <coughs> he has his place. This person, this person is welcomed as being a Talmud of Avram Avinu, a student of Avram Avinu. Paola Hillel in Amru, and regarding Hillel Hazak Chazal say, Talmud shal Ezra, that he was a student of Ezra HaSeifah, which of course was not possible physically. <laughs> he was hundreds of years after Ezra how could they, how could they be Talmud? What does it mean to be a Talmud of Avraham Avinu? What does it mean to be a Talmud of Ezra Saifer? whoever listens to the words of the Tzaddik who preceded you, and goes in the ways of that Tzaddik? So for whatever reason, I'm not going to go to that Gemara now. What's the union of Avraham Avinu with having a fixed place in Shul? That's not, that's not for now. I me mean, look in the Gemara, you'll see. But Whoever goes in the way of whoever goes in that way of Avraham is called a Talmud. Avraham Avinu. The Balatani used to refer to the Balshamtiv as his Rebbe. He spoke about the Balshamtiv as his Rebbe, even though he he once said to somebody that that he, he once said that he had Giluyim, but Imam met the Balshamtiv. But you know that chronologically, you know you know that physically it didn't happen. The Balatani never met the Balshamtiv, and yet he spoke about the Balshamtiv as his Rebbe. The same way that Hill that Hill's Rebbe was Ezra Saifa, even though they never met. Because whoever listens to the teachings of that Saudi and whoever is, and whoever follows the whoever follows the path, the instructions of that Saudi, is a Talmud. And I mentioned I, I think I mentioned to you last week that I mentioned here or I mentioned to somebody I was talking to privately, that somebody asked to, somebody came to Lubavitcher Rebbe and he said that he wants to have a Hiskash with the Rebbe. How do I become attached, attached to the to the Rebbe, to, to, to you, to rabbi? He said to Lubavitcher Rebbe. And Lubavitcher Rebbe said to him, by doing what I tell you. <laughs> That's all. And now he was looking for like, can we spend some more time together? <laughs> you know, you want to hang out a little bit? What are you doing tonight? I'd like to, you know, can I come over for Shabbos? And so Lubavitcher Rebbe says, you do what I tell you. You do, you do what I tell you. And La the Elif Alpha does not worthy of a spit. That I tell the same thing to students of mine. what how come I, I I I met a student at the chasm She says to me, you know, the, this classic line. She says, Hey, Rebbe, we don't see you anymore. I said, I live in Woodmere. You know my address. You know where this school is. You know. He meant that I how come I don't come over to to, to the neighborhood, to the community. You know, you know, when I was younger. So I was I was tumulting every every night with the guys. And so uh, things have changed a little bit. Maybe I should, but I, I don't feel that right now that that's my shlichus. And I said and I said to him the same thing. I said, listen, we learned together for many years, and I gave over a lot of a lot of to you. I put all my kliuches into it. So do that stuff. You now learn, do, live that way. The way that we spoke about, it. learn and go right there, and teach your friends, and learn with your children, and whatever, and go right there. There's, I mean, that's that's what it is. That's what that's that's what it means. That's what the Messiah is. That's what it means from generation to generation. That's how we continue. That's what His Knesses is. And He says, me, who shall Isn't it nice to be a Talmud, to be a Talmud of every kiva? Isn't it nice to be a Talmud of the of the Chassam to be a Talmud of the Chavetz Chaim? And when you work hard at their tires, that's what you are. you're a Talmud. You're a Talmud. and when you try to live, when you, when you, you you learn something from Chaim, and you work hard to understand it, and, you, and then you try to apply it in your life, you're a Talmud. And when you're careful to try to to have a place in shul, which means not like uh, some sort of uh you know an Indian of uh, of camping out or setting up a flag. And sending people away, you know, what I spoke about Shul Sutras a few weeks ago, the people, or Mavazo, the people, because of their seats. No, you try to have a place means, meaning, you know, I have people that they don't come to Shul, like, you, you, didn't, you don't see them in Shul for six weeks, and they're still angry if they heard someone sat in their seat. It's supposed to, it's supposed to be like retire their number or something. <laughs> or, or like, you know, like, like, in, like by Rabbi Nachman, you know, in Breslau, no one's allowed to sit in your they brought over his chair. We're supposed to, like, put some bronze thing over here. And uh, and hang up the guy's jersey over his chair. We have rafters in the shul, Tal- Tal- <laughs> and retire his he retire his huh? Tal- retire his towels. Yeah, we're going to retire his towels and say, no, no, don't sit over there. Beryl Ben Schmerl who davened here four years ago, he sat there. <laughs> Listen, he's not here. Tough luck, you lost your place. A person's kaveya malkum. A person that kriya's Malcolm means that what? It means that whatever the shul is, an afternoon, it doesn't mean the this shul or that shul. The issue is that. You have your place. This is where I daven. This is where I learn. It wasn't like as we have now, what you have in America. This is really a development over the last 25 years or so. When I was a ki- when I was a kid, there was no. There, I mean, that's not so long ago. There wasn't a Hasaga growing up that you daven. That, listen, you on Friday night on the block. That's a special thing because it's far. And Friday on the block. Shabbos morning, hashgomer. Or let's say, oh, this minion. Shabbos afternoon, this thing. may maybe in the house or maybe on the block again. Then you have a different place. Pesach, Shavuos, Rosh Hashariyim, Kippur. There wasn't such a concept in, in my father's world. Once you put your talas down, that's it. That's it. Till 120. That's that's it. That's your place. You do your thing. But it's part of our. It's part of the, the whole temperament of the world that we're living in. That, again, you don't think I, uh, is there something wrong that people should have in their block a Friday night minion? Of course there's something wrong. Do I forgive them? Of course, because I love Jews. But are they supposed to dive in, in someone's basement on a Friday night? No. A shul has a base at Knesset. He comes to shul Friday night. A person dives in front of an armed and I it's true it's brought down that if a person has a Kyus Makam in his house and it says that if you sometimes you have where you learn in the house you should try to learn in the same place. You should have a standard there a table. That should be your place where you learn. You shouldn't even in your house you shouldn't even go from place to place. You should try to learn in a certain spot in your house. That should be the place that you learn. But that doesn't mean it has a, and it's true that the Tadikim the, there's a Kadushah to that place. It has like, it is a, there is some Kedusha to that place where you're sitting. In the house too. But it's a Shul. based on Knesset. If somebody lives, I understand, someone lives a mile away from Shul. Again, whatever Shul that is, he lives a mile away. It's hard for him. Or if it's, if it's miserable weather. I'm sure many of you grew up the same way I did. There was no Hechatim, there was no Havimina. But my father not to go to Shul Friday night? Want to go to Shul of um, uh, Shabbos? Where you'll see that the numbers are so different in Shul's? Or that people will go diving on their block? No, they on the block? I don't, I don't even know my father knows that such a thing exists. To daven on the block. What does that mean? That's not a That's not Shul. Where well, are you going to go diving in someone's house? Because it's easier. But that's how it is. With as like not like give, without you even the diving is. If I can have a tefillah where I don't have to work so hard on this davening with the time and with the l- less effort, the easier something is. The easier something is, so the better it is. The, the better it is. And if there's a shul Yom Kippur davening is over, a friend of mine told me he, has a, he found a place in Flappish where they're finishing Yom Kippur morning, they're finishing Yom Kippur 1130 in the morning. wow, you know, how how does that work? I mean, if you say all the p's, you just say, he says, yeah, he says, no, he doesn't even say, but there's just, you can't get a seat in the place, he told me, they're banging down the doors, they're popping yourself up on Yom Kippur, which is the Yom HaKadosh, Again, not that I believe people shouldn't have a, a time to relax, because can't, you can't daven, you can't hold cup if you don't have a little bit of a break, of course. But the whole the, the whole idea that there shouldn't be a yegiya in davening. doesn't davening is supposed to be you don't work hard at it. I worked hard enough the whole week at my at my job. I want to be able to come to school and relax a little bit. And relaxing means relaxed conversation with people, relaxed conversation with God. It means, it means Friday night, I'm so tired from a whole week. You expect me to walk an extra three blocks to go to shul? No, we'll organize a thing here on the block. We'll switch around from one house to another. How is that for juice to What is this, the lunch ghetto or something? <laughs> 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 Didn't they always tell us it's a free country? We have shul's we But you have to go in basements to daven It's like, you know, go in the basements. You go to shul to daven. But this is part of the mahalach It's part of the mahalach that everything has to be convenient and everything has to to be easy and it has to be without your gear. And if the shul is not in my corner. And and, and someone told me, there's also a friend of mine from Brooklyn, he was telling me that he he moved into this block and the nearest shul is two blocks away. You can tell that to somebody that lives like in Topeka and he goes to some minions. So this guy's nearest shul is two blocks away that so wasn't a good block he said uh, and now Baruch Hashem that's when he moved there now Baruch Hashem he says he has a couple of on the block So he's yeah well, to will row here and go there but he had, he had to walk two blocks the shoulder already wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a good block there, you know it wasn't a good block we'll have to make a minion on the block yeah, especially if it's raining on a Friday night and somebody should get wet somebody should get wet and this you see more by the Americans you know that, this is the truth you see by the old timers when I say Americans, I, I, I mean the new generation. But you see it's the old-timers. I not even mean the old-timers. The old-timers doesn't only mean the the ones from Europe. You no, know, the old-timers from the Lower East Side. say the old-timers from Williamsburg, from East New York. The old-timers could be 80 years old. You remember here, Abdive grab? It took him an hour to walk a couple of blocks to shul. Took him hours. Come on, to, to walk to shore a couple of blocks was. But that's my, that's my union. This is my, this is my job. This is what I have to do. This is my responsibility. So, not whether I'm feeling spiritual or not, whether the, whether I'm feeling like motivated or not, I, whether I like the rabbi, I like the gabai, I like the baltrilof. So like everybody, you, you, you know, they also complain, but you come. You come and this is your place. And you curvey it, and for whatever reason, when you do that, Avraham Avinu is your rebbe. Avraham Avinu is your rebbe. But if a person, if a person ha- has five different places, he dabbles into five different places. This is good for Kabbal Shabbos. Here's good for Shachrus. This is good for Minchah. This is good for Neilah. This place is good for Shachrus or Shana Rabba. You know, like you have places like. Uh, I remember my sister lived in Muncie. They used to live in Muncie, so. On her block, there was a, um, see this, I forgot there was a chasa there from a certain rebbe that has a, a little following in, a little following in Mansi. Not, not one of the bigger, a little following. But he, he he walked, he walked every Friday night, every Shabbos, because that, that, that rebbe where he was, was all the way on the other side of town in Muncie, like all the way. And we'd already be like, you know, it'd already be like the end of Zmiris, almost Sharmalus. And you see this year coming, to, coming back from the Rebbe to go to eat. The Simcha. This was, whatever it was that he couldn't afford, he couldn't get a place. This was, a, maybe, a, maybe his family got him something over there, but whatever it is. But he went to Simcha, this is my place. This is where I go, this is who I am, this is what I do, this is my achrayis. It wasn't, a, he, he could have chapped marve anywhere. Friday night, okay, Shabbos morning, you want to say, I understand. Shabbos morning. Friday night was, you have to go. But this was, this was his place. And it's a certain mindset. It's very hard to give this over. It's very hard to give this over because, like, like everything, we, nowadays, it's not, this, this is not top priority. Top priority is what's comfortable for me. What's comfortable. It's going to be, you're going to see, it's not going to be long for now. Like, when you, when you come to Shul, and there'll be somebody standing there with, like, slippers, <coughs> and outside Shul. And, you know, uh, you know different things, and, uh, like, you know, uh, like, remember, you used to have in the stadium, and Asher would come over with that glove and wipe your seats <laughs> for you. You can have, like, it's got to be a certain, and if it's not that way in shul, or if the rabbi says something I don't like, uh, the old-timers would complain for 70 years about stuff they didn't like the rabbi said. They complained 70 years. But he, he's my rabbi. and it's my place. Yeah, when he says is like this, and this is wrong. He gives this he this that kasha. He doesn't know what he's talking about. A million things. <laughs> that's my place. This is who I am. This is what I do. That's the idea in tefillah. So he says, is there anybody that doesn't want to be a Talmud from the Rishonim the Nachman to be a student Talmud of Al Shemtiv? You don't want to be a Talmud of Al Shemtiv of the Magid Rabbol Mizucha Magit, Hamagid Mikoshnet, Koshnet the and Talmidim and Talmidim and all of the Talmidim. You don't want to be a Talmud of these people. If you're feeling tired in the middle of your learning, if it's because you've already been learning for quite a while, it's already been 10 minutes. (laughs) Right? If you've already been putting in a lot of time, or for a different reason because you're tired, you're not able to learn you're not learning with all your kachos. you're not learning with all your nefesh and you're not putting your entire mind into it so, you know you're sitting with a chavrus and, and keeps on saying yeah, huh, no and you keep on agreeing with everything if you're agreeing with everything it's a sim that's not going well it's a that's not going well if so you agree with everything, what do you mean? You have the same cycle that he has? How can you agree with everything? But you don't have the kajkas anymore. So you, you know, you, you uh, what's it called in the car? You know, when you press that button? You know, uh, cruise control. Yeah, cruise control. You press the cruise c- control button. Right? That's a gewaldiga thing, no? That's an American thing. <laughs> Isn't that a great thing? Cruise control. It's an amazing thing. When you just sit there and you feel the pedal going by itself. It gives me the creeps. I don't use it. <laughs> I feel like I'm not. I feel like I'm not in control. It's called cruise control. It's like somebody else. I don't like it. It gets me nervous. I try it, like and when I'm always going back and forth with the country, I try it, but like after 10 seconds, I get I get scared, and I always I keep on touching the pedal, and when you touch it, ready already is buckled, so I keep on touching it, because you feel like, what's going on over here, Right? Something, something's happening, and so I hold the foot over, I found it was like more effort for me to be on cruise control, because I have my foot like ready, and I found it's easy just to leave it ready, on the, you know, to leave it down, instead I'm always ready, but it's such an American thing, cruise control, it's such an American thing. You know, the whole thing is nice. Like, if it were possible to have learning and davening and in, in everything in life at work, can you imagine? You, like in some you have this big meeting. You have this big meeting. And like all these like uh, bit knockers over there at the meeting like from all the firms of the earth. <laughs> and, you, and you're at this big meeting. And then like you know you just like you feel like you're tired. So, you know you, do, you just like you just press a button. Cruise control. <laughs> and like you, you just sit there and like you don't have to do anything. Like words come out from you. <laughs> Like you start saying stuff, like all oh, the best stuff. Like, because you, you said he could, like, just like a customer, you make like a 65, whatever it is, you're, you know, you could, so he can say it like genius. <laughs> genius. And then, and then stuff comes out, like you say, and everybody goes, ooh, oh, ooh. And everybody starts, like, signing papers and stuff, and you're just sitting there, ooh, ooh. And you're saying, that's all cruise control. would be, no? be, be I'm sure there are people working on that. <laughs> so you said a person feels tired. So, what's the Eitzah? He says, says The Rebbe says, Look, the Eitzah is, says milimudcha. The Rebbe says, Don't, listen, if it's not going, if it's not going, then, the, then for you to push it, you're not learning anything. You stop sitting there. So the Rebbe says, Better, milimudcha. Stop for a little bit. Ma'ad. Look at the of Rebbe's assages of rest. And he says, Take a 15 minute break. Or a little bit more? 15 minutes or a little bit more? Because <laughs> why should you try to trick, to trick yourself? Why what are you tricking yourself? You're fooling yourself. <laughs> what are you, 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 you're sitting by the Gemara and you're saying you're learning. You're not learning because you're tired. You're not, you're not concentrating. <laughs> you're learning is not worth anything. And after you, after you, get, after you finish a few lines, you're looking you look at you things. I don't know what that was. You don't even remember what you just said. You don't even know if it doesn't make sense to you. You're just saying the words. It doesn't make sense to you. Mutar, he says, it's better. Sheh tisbatl however, Better to to relax a little bit for the 15 minutes. shah, half hour. V'yasrucha And then you should agonize. It doesn't mean to kill you, be tough on you. But it means to think. Halay betalti min which means okay, I took a break. I stopped learning for whatever fifteen minutes a half hour, as me'at. Let's go. Now I'm gonna be chazik myself. In other words, I treated myself, I gave myself fifteen minutes a half hour as me'at. And you'll see that it's possible. That you really are that from this little break. Here, 50 minutes here, you have his chaskas. You can start again and go into the learning deeply. Also, it's good when you're learning and you're feeling that, it's, that you're getting tired. So, there are different, he's just giving some practical advice. So, sometimes, so he says, when you're learning, it's good to change your place a little bit, to move around a little bit. It's better, it's better not to sit in the house. Also when a person sitting in the house, you know sometimes of course that's also good and the children should see that. But you know when, you, when you're sitting in the house, it's very, very, it's very hard to, to, keep, to keep alert and awake. Because the house, the whole mitzis of the house is to make life easy for you, to make life comfortable. And, 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 like I said before, when you're sitting at the table and you see the couch, what are you supposed to do Friday night to, t- to move the couch out of the room? So you're sitting at the table, you're sitting at the table and you see the couch and the couch is calling to you and the couch is Yaakov. Yaakov, <laughs> you had such a hard to Yaakov. Come a little bit. Don't be so hard on yourself. So, when you're in the house, for many people in the house it's very hard, you become automatically drowsy. She says, "Then go someplace else. go somewhere else. If you have no place else to go, or if the place where you or the place where you could go, but there are people that, that are wasting time, they'll come and start schmoozing with you, and you can't really learn. Then at least in your house, try to have a certain room, or at least a spot." Like I said before, to have a spot, to have a place. That what that place is always associated with hard work. That place is always associated with learning. That that place. This this past week uh, there was a tzaddik that, uh, that, the, that, that was Niftah that passed away. A couple of tzaddikim that a tzaddik. Mechel Berenbaum was the Meshgiyach for 50 years by 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 Yishan, the Rav Meshit Yeshiva. You might not have heard of him. He was a big Balmussar, a big tzaddik. He lived in Barabach. There, Ramechel a big big person. He wrote a beautiful, that beautiful svar from the Chumish, beautiful swarm called Hearis and Chumish, about Musa. So he was all the years in the Lower East Side. He came, after he came from Europe, and, and Ramechel was very big. Rameisha stood up every time Ramechel came to the room. He, he was a very cholish every year. Mr. he died. He was 98 years old. So he died this past week. So, um, I, I, so I was reading, I was reading in the uh, in the Hamadiyah last night. I was reading that that uh, that they bought a few years ago that the talmidim got together. and They bought Rebbe Machel a recliner. <laughs> they got him a recliner. They, you know, they bought him a, a recliner. Yeah, I lived in a little apartment. he always had this, this little chair, the little table. They bought him a recliner, and and uh, he never used it. They still they never used. it. I guess it must have had still had the plastic or something. He never used it. He never used it. Like they, you know, they, it wasn't his thing. It's always supposed to be massive. What does that mean? But the, when the rabbi says over here that at least you have a place in your house that that is a, that you always associate that with what with learning, that's where you learn. There was always a chesed when I was when we were when we were in college, yeshiva. Whether to study in the room in the dormitory or to go or study in the library. Did any of you ever have this chesed? That was a big shayla. And it was always so enticing to study in the room, because you know you you put on your pajamas and your robe and you sit there, you know, with your with some Zionists and a drink and you you know it's, it's Hamish and then and the fed comes in. How are you doing? You get a phone call, and and you try to find a million swaros why it's fine and you can do all your work there and all your studying. And then you, it, it never works out. The distractions, and especially in the it was crazy all through the career. But it never works out. And you know that if you go, and you have a place in the library, you go somewhere, and you you have that spot. That, you know that over there you can concentrate, you can, and you can work. But there's such a are not to do that. Like I said before, besides the fact that that place in your house that you always associate with learning, that that's where you try to learn, or you have a little shuln whatever it is, that that what that is, that itself gets some kedusha. It does it does uh, over time receive holiness. This change, this. This special thing about where you learn and where you go for learning, it has an effect upon your, upon your way of thinking and upon your son. <laughs> it's gonna wake up your gulf, it's gonna wake up your nephesh, it's gonna cut, it's gonna cut all the things that are, that are attaching you to things of this world. Like I said before, like your couch and your refrigerator and all the other things. And uh, this is a place of Kiddushah, this is a place of learning. I mean, this is a place where I come to this place in my house, or I come to my place in the shul, this is, where I'm, this is where I'm no longer at work, this place I'm no longer at, at, at business, I'm no longer in... I'm, I'm in, I'm in Teres Hashem, I'm in davening, I'm in learning. In that place you say, enough already, enough, enough of Six days. Enough with, enough with work. Enough with the boss. Enough with this deal and that deal. Enough with all the nairishkeit. Enough with everything. This is what this is my place to learn, and this chazik matel avodas and let me strengthen myself in in this place, which is my my own little mikvah